0: Chapter 6 of the Hollow Tree Snowden Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Hollow Tree Snowden Book by Albert Bigelow Payne. The Finding of the Hollow Tree How the Coon and Possum and the Old Black Crow Moved and set up housekeeping. Well, the widow Crow set a very good table, and everything in her boarding-house went along quite well for a while, and Mr. Possum and Mr. Coon both said what a good thing it was to have a home, and Mr. Crow said so too, though he didn't look as if he enjoyed it as much as he said, for his mother-in-law kept him so busy cutting and carrying wood and helping her with the cooking, that he never had any time for himself at all. Even when Mr. Rabbit and some of his friends had the great fall handicap race, he had to stay at home and peel potatoes and not see it, besides being scolded all the time for wanting to go to such a thing as a rabbit race anyway. And Mr. Crow was sad, because it reminded him of his married life, which he was trying to forget. Mrs. Crow having been the image of his mother-in-law, and exactly like her, about races, and peeling potatoes, and such things. And by and by, Mr. Possum and Mr. Coon didn't like it so much, either. Widow Crow got so she scolded them, too, about their habits, especially about being out nights, and lying in bed next morning, and she wouldn't give them any breakfast unless they got up in time at last she even asked them to take care of their own rooms and to do other work the same as mr crow did and she didn't cook as good things nor as many of them as she did when they first came then one day when they complained a little not very much for they were afraid of the widow crow but a little she told them that if they didn't like what she gave them they could find a place they liked better and that she was tired of their ways anyhow So then Mr. Crow and Mr. Coon and Mr. Possum all got together and talked it over, and Mr. Crow said they might be pretty tired of it, but that they couldn't in a hundred years, thinking night and day, think how tired of it he was. He said if they would just say the word, he would take the things that belonged to him out of that house, and the three of them would find some good place and all live together, and never have anything more to do with mothers-in-law or their families. He said he knew how to cook as well as she did, and really liked to cook when he was in a pleasant place and wasn't henpecked to death. And, he said, if they moved his things, they had better do it at night while his mother-in-law was asleep so as not to disturb her. Well, Mr. Possum and Mr. Coon both spoke right up and said they'd go in a minute, and that they'd hunt up the place to live that very day, though it wasn't the best time of year to move. And Mr. Crow said, I know where there's a big hollow tree that would be just the place. It's the biggest tree in the big deep woods. It has three big hollow branches that would do for rooms. And with a little work, it could be made into the finest place anywhere. The old wise man of the woods once lived there and fixed it all up with nice stairs and a fireplace and windows and doors with good latches on them and it's still just as he left it. All it needs are a few repairs, and we could move right in. I found it once as I was flying over, and I could tell you so you could find it. It's in a thick, swampy place, and you would never guess it was there if you didn't know it. Mr. Dog knows about it, but he never could get in if we kept the door latched, and it's not so far away from Mr. Man's that we could not borrow when we ran out of little things we needed." well mr possum and mr coon took the directions from mr crow and went right off to look at the hollow tree that very day and decided they'd take it and pitched in to clean it up and get it ready to live in and next day they came with a hammer and some nails and worked all day again and mr rabbit heard the noise and came over and looked through the place and said how nice it was and they were so tired at night that they never thought of going out and were up early for breakfast. Widow Crow was so surprised she forgot what she had always scolded them for before, and scolded them this time for getting up so early that they had to stand around and wait for breakfast to be put on the table. But they didn't seem to mind the scolding at all, and Mr. Crow looked happier than he had looked for months, and skipped around and helped set the table, and brought in a big wood box full of wood, And when widow crow scolded him for getting chips on the floor he laughed then she boxed his ears and told him he ought to remember the poor missing one at such a time and mr crow said he did and could almost imagine she was there now well mr coon and mr possum got the hollow tree all ready that day and that night they moved the widow crow was pretty fat and liked to go to bed early and sleep sound and leave mr crow to do the evening dishes and that evening Mr. Coon and Mr. Possum pitched in and helped him, and they got through in a jiffy and began to move. Mr. Crow said he knew his own things, and that he wouldn't take any that belonged to the missing one, because they had mostly come from her mother, and besides, they would be a sad reminder, and didn't seem to go with the kind of a place they had planned to have. He said if they didn't have enough things, they could borrow a few from Mr. Man when Mr. Man went away and left his windows open, and that they wouldn't need much to begin with. So then they got Mr. Crow's cook-stove out of the back storeroom, and a table that was his, and some chairs from different parts of the house, and a few dishes which had come to him from his side of the family, and they tiptoed around and listened now and then at Widow Crow's door to be sure she was asleep. They knew she was, by the sound, but still they were very quiet, until Mr. Possum started to bring a rocking chair of Mr. Crow's downstairs, and somehow got his legs through the rounds, and fell and rolled clear to the bottom, expressing his feelings as he came down. That woke up Widow Crow with a jump, and she sat up in bed and called, "'Thieves! And help!' And Mr. Crow ran to her door and said that it wasn't anything, only those scamps Mr. Possum and Mr. Coon had been out late again. He said they had brought home one of Mr. Man's beehives, and had dropped it, because the bees woke up just as they were climbing the stairs. Then Mrs. Crow called out quick, and said for him not to dare to open that door and let those pesky bees into her room, and that she hoped they'd sting that possum and coon until they wouldn't be able to tell themselves apart. She said she bet she'd get that pair out of her house if she lived through the night. Then she rolled over and went to sleep again, and Mr. Possum got up and limped a little, but wasn't much damaged, and they got all the things outside and loaded up, and set out for the hollow tree. It was moonlight, and Mr. Crow led the way, and the minute they were far enough off to be sure they wouldn't wake up Widow Crow, they sang the chorus of a song that Mr. Rabbit had made for them the day before when he called at the hollow tree, and they had told him what they were going to do. That was the hollow tree song, which, of course, everybody in the big, deep woods knows now, but it had never been sung there before, and when they joined in the chorus, then here's to the possum and the old black crow, and the coon with the one, two, three, and here's to the hollow, 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 then here's to the hollow tree. Mr. Owl, who was watching them from a limb overhead, thought he had never heard anything quite so fine. Well, they couldn't get along very fast, for the things got so heavy, and they had to rest so often that it began to look as if they wouldn't get to the hollow tree by morning. But just as they got out into a little open place that was about halfway there, they saw somebody coming, and who do you suppose it was? I know, says the little lady, it was the old wise man of the woods to tell them they couldn't have his house. No, he didn't live there any more. he had gone away for good no it wasn't the old wise man it was mr rabbit and mr turtle coming to help them move mr rabbit had gone all the way to the wide blue water after mr turtle because he is so strong and they would have been there a good deal sooner only mr turtle didn't get home till late and travels slow well it wasn't so hard to move after that they just set the cook stove on mr turtle's back and piled on as much as would stay on, and he kept telling them to put on more, until pretty soon Mr. Possum said that he would just get on and hold the things from slipping off, which he did, and sat on the stove and rode and swung his feet and held the other things, while Mr. Crow and the rest walked and carried what was left. And when they got to the hollow tree, it was just about sun up, and Mr. Possum said if they didn't have breakfast pretty soon, he would starve to death with being up all night and working so hard holding on those things. So then Mr. Crow told him that he and Mr. Coon could set up the stove, and that he would unpack the food and stir up something as quick as he could if the others would bring a little wood and some water from the spring, and place the things around inside, for he saw a cloud coming, he said, and it might rain. And Mr. Possum and Mr. Coon tried to put up the stove in a hurry, and the pieces of pipe didn't fit very well, and they came as near having a quarrel over it as they ever did over anything, for even the best friends can't always put up stove pipe together without thinking and sometimes saying unpleasant things about each other, especially when they are hungry and not very warm and the house is all upset. Mr. Coon said he only wished he had another hand and he would do that job alone, and Mr. Possum told him that if he'd been provided with a handy and useful tail, he'd have the same as another hand, and could work more, and not wish so much. Then Mr. Rabbit came to help them, and just as they got it about up, it all came down again, and Mr. Crow said that if they'd all go away, he'd set up the stove himself, which he did in about a minute, and had a fire in it and the coffee on in no time. Then the others rushed around and got the thing straightened out, and a fire in the fireplace, and they said how nice rooms were, and when Mr. Crow called, they all came hurrying down, and in about another minute the coon and possum, and the old black crow, with Mr. Rabbit and Mr. Turtle, all sat down to the first meal in the hollow tree. It was then that Jack Rabbit read all of the hollow tree song he had made for them, and they all sang it together and then the storm that Mr. Crow had seen coming did come, and they shut all the doors and windows tight, and sat before the fire, and smoked, and went to sleep, because they were so tired with being up all night. And that was the first day in the hollow tree, and how the possum, and coon, and old black crow came to live there, and they lived there still. End of chapter 6